gives it up. Parker to tie. You bet. going on everybody this is mike hughes and you're listening to mike on the mic everything sports related podcast today is march 5th saturday 2022 and it is an amazing day for college basketball we have the legendary the hall of fame coach coach k and duke going up against north carolina and the tar heels for the final matchup ever between coach k and the north carolina tar heels i mean it's growing up a tar heels fan This is a huge game because I have this love and hate relationship with Coach K for many different reasons. I hate him because he's a champion. I hate him because he's so great. Um, But I love him for those exact same reasons. Coach K is my favorite college basketball coach of all time. Um, And honestly, you know, it's crazy to me to think that it's coming to an end. You know, when you're growing up, you you don't think these guys are ever going to change. You don't think these guys are ever going to grow up. Um, but, but here we are, you know, it's, it's his final season. This is the last dance. Hopefully Duke can make some noise in March Madness. We have March Madness right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Last year was so much fun watching Ayo DeSumo, the current Chicago Bull, going crazy for Illinois and Urbana-Champaign and just doing amazing things. We have Loyola and Sister Jean doing their thing. But this year, this year's fucking nuts. We got Gonzaga. We got so many other individual teams that are just completely dominating. So Baylor's definitely going to have a run for their money. And we're going to get into all of that soon. But congratulations again to Coach K on an amazing career. I know the, the season's not over yet. Far from over. Um, if there's one thing I would have to say before we get into today's episode about you know Coach K and his legacy, the one thing I would have wished we could have saw was in 2019. The 2018-2019 season with Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett and company with Coach K. I would have loved to see them fully healthy going into March Madness. And if Zion didn't, you know, if his shoe didn't fucking explode, and then that was the beginning of the end of his career because he hasn't played much since. Um, you know, just nagging injuries with his foot and, and other, other things with his legs and stuff. It's just been an issue, but... 
you know, at that time, they were the favorite to win it all. And I would still be so curious to see how that would have played out because I think they were deep enough to get Coach K a final run. But they're probably going to try to make a run at it one final go this March Madness. Again, super excited about it. My guy, Fat Mike, Fred Hubner, and so many others at 1252 Sports Entertainment are actually throwing a party, and we would love it, absolutely love it to have all of you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be covering March Madness all day long. Um, It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So you guys definitely have to check that one out. I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be one of the dopest things that 1252 has done so far, and I think we're on our way to doing something that no other network has ever done. And that's just interacting with the fans, doing more things, being a higher volume of, of you know, just being active with you guys. We're going to be doing 50-50 raffles. We're going to be auctioning off jerseys, signed jerseys, signed merch. We're going to be covering the games live on air in front of everybody. It's going to be the dopest fucking thing you guys have ever seen. So I'm super excited about it. Um, I think you guys should be too. It's going to be really dope. So definitely check that out again. We are going to have the details to that at the end of the episode, so definitely be wary for that. But first, let's get in to the Chicago Bulls post-All-Star break. Now, obviously, right before the All-Star break, the Bulls finished, you know, the first half of the season on an L or on a W, winning 125 to 118 against the uh, Sacramento Kings, pardon me. You know, he's playing against Sabonis and company and and doing their thing. Um, You know, Sabonis has 22 points, 12 rebounds. You know, De'Aaron Fox has 33 points. Holiday has 18. Um, But the Bulls just dominated. DeMar DeRozan has 38 points. Javante Green has 15. Vooch has 21. Io has 12. Kobe White went off for 31 points. I mean, it was an amazing way to cap off that game. And the first half of the season, I believe we finished with what thirty-eight wins at the time. Thirty-eight and twenty-one. We're first in the East, going into the All-Star game. Uh, you know, Steph Curry does his thing during the All-Star game. If you guys didn't check it out, it was an amazing game uh, all around. Steph Curry drops fifty-one fucking points, fifty or fifty-one. I mean, he had like what twelve something threes. The guy was just an animal. He wins, uh, you know, All-Star MVP. In his hometown, I mean, it's just amazing to see. On Team LeBron, it it was the dopest thing. Um, But with that being said, what's happened since? What's happened since the All-Star game? I mean, it's been ugly, man, to say the least. It's been ugly, and and it's really unfortunate. We started off Thursday, February 28th. We beat the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young, which is a good W. You know, we win 112 to 108. We're going to run through the stats really quick. Gallinari had 26 points. Capella had 14. Trey Young only had 14. Uh, Huter had 9. You know, Bogdanovich had 27, and and the rest of the uh, Hawks team really didn't do much. Um, the biggest thing was DeMar DeRozan picking up where he left off. 37 minutes, 37 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Javante Green only had 4 points. Nikola Vucevic had a double-double, 12 points and 10 rebounds with 3 assists. Zach Levine's back in action with 20 points in 35 minutes. Ayo Desumu had 12, and the rest of the company did their thing. Tristan Thompson made his Chicago Bulls debut with 11 points. One assist and six rebounds in 13 minutes. So Tristan Thompson is already off to a great start. Um, Loving what we're seeing from Tristan Thompson. But this is where things start to go down. We won this game. We're now 39-21, and still first in the East. The Chicago Bulls drop the next, let's count them, one, two, three, four games straight and have to play the newly recruited James Harden Philadelphia 76ers on Monday. 
I'm not excited about it. To say the least, I am not excited about it whatsoever. But let's kick it off right now to a game that I was really looking forward to go to but didn't get the opportunity to. Tickets were just stupid expensive. And I knew it. I'm going to say it right now. Robert Blaylock. I told you we should have bought them when they were 39 bucks. The next morning, they were fucking 97 So before tax. And you know they're going to do the fee tax, the COVID tax, the... The fucking breathing tax, they, they're going to tax fucking everything, especially in Chicago. So thank you, you know, to everybody, you know, who's a part of the Chicago and, and Illinois government because they just love taxing the fuck out of everything. But we play the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant, who's on a tear, who at the time hit a career high. And then the very next night drops 52. So, you know, it, Jaws just on a tear. Jaws on a tear, so I'm not very upset about it whatsoever. But we actually had this game pretty close, and I was pretty excited about it. The Bulls, in all reality, lost this game 110 to probably like 112, 113. They had some intentional fouls towards the end of the game. Ended up being 110 to 116. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, considering how good this team is. I mean, the Grizzlies are 42 and 20. This team is real. They are one of the deepest teams. You know, you look at Jackson, eight points, Williams, nine. Here's Steven Adams with 21 rebounds, five assists, and 12 points. John Morant, a career high at the time, 46 points, three assists, four rebounds in 36 minutes. Desmond Bain, 12 uh, points, five assists, and two rebounds. You have Kyle Anderson with six points. Melton had seven. Jones had 11. And Clark and uh, Contra had four and one. You look at the Chicago Bulls' point of view. DeMar DeRozan still doing his thing. 42 minutes, 31 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Javante Green had 12 points. Nikola Vucevic, another double-double. 12 rebounds, zero assists, and 11 points. Zach Levine had 28, six, and four. Ayo DeSumo, unfortunately, had zero points. If we had a little bit more production from him I think we could have pulled this one out of the bag but you know it is what it is you gotta you gotta be there you gotta make those shots you gotta contribute to this team definitely have to hold him for this but I'm not gonna you know completely shit on him because you know it is what it is um you know, Kobe White, 15 points, five assists, and four rebounds. Great game from Kobe White. Jones Jr. had eight points. Tristan Thompson had five and zero and four. Brown had zeros across the board in seven minutes, and Thomas had zeros across the board. Um, overall, though, this Memphis game was pretty solid. I, I was really impressed by what we saw, and, and I truly do think that at the end of the day, um, we made a statement. We, made, we definitely made a statement because – and, and I hate saying this. It's it's not. I, I hate it because I sound like a Lakers fan. That's the biggest thing. That's my biggest problem right now. It's like, man, I hate to always say it's an excuse, but it's valid. You know, it, we're going in the March, and we understand that by the beginning of April, you know, late March, we are going to hopefully have Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams all back. Those are our best defenders. Not only our best defenders, but I mean, if we're being completely honest, Lonzo Ball is one of our best three-point shooters. You know, Patrick Williams is great defensively. You know, when we have Alex Caruso on the floor, even though the man's only playing 24, 25 minutes a game, he automatically had us a top five ranked defense. Without him, we're bottom feeders. That's, that's the reality of the situation. Um, so it, it really does come down to this at the end of the day that if we're only losing by a few points to the best teams in the league, I mean, I can't even be mad about it. We're missing a starter, two starters and the one of the best six mans in the entire league. And, and I'll say that Alex Russo, if he finished the season healthy, is probably a six man candidate of the year, without a doubt. 
without a fucking doubt in my mind. And, and that's just me being real. I'm not even being biased. Like, that's, that's the reality of the situation. That's how good Alex Crusoe has been this year. Um, but really, like, what it comes down to to me is the chemistry between this team. I think Tristan Thompson has been great so far. Um, you know, obviously he needs to be better. He needs to elevate himself being what he is right now. It, it's satisfying. And we're going to get into it in a little bit on how, you know, that's, that's changed in the recent couple of days. Um, but my biggest problem to me, and, you know, obviously I, I shit on him when it needs to be shat on and I praise him when it needs to be praised. But Nikola Vucevic, Steven Adams having 21 rebounds against you, that's, that, that can't happen. That can't happen. And we're going to get into what happened with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Serge Ibaka and Bobby Portis and all of them in a little bit. I'm super excited about that one. We watched that game last night. It was amazing. The, you know, the United Center was sold out. What a great game. Um, but, you know, with that being said, it, it, it's definitely something, you know, we're, we're looking at right now. When you look at this Bulls team, though, in, in all seriousness, when you look at this Bulls team, what does it consist of? And... And why are we losing these games? I, I don't think it has anything to do with Billy Donovan. I don't think it has anything to do with the talent on the team. I think they're all playing amazing ball. Even Javante Green. You know, if Javante Green was coming off the bench with Alex Caruso, Ayo Desumu, Kobe White, Tristan Thompson and company, I think he would be amazing. I think he'd be racking 10 to 12 points a night. You wouldn't have these nights where he's having zero points. You know what I mean? Like, or, or three or five points. Like, that's the situation that I'm looking at right now. Now, you know, if Patrick Williams can take that starting role back, Alonzo Ball can come back up. Ayo DeSumo doesn't have to play 40-plus minutes a night as a rookie. You know, it, it, it comes down to it. That was something Kobe White was never asked, never asked of. And, and that's, that's, that's just me being real. Like, Kobe White was never, ever starting the way he's starting right now. Jim Boylan refused it. Um, and honestly, it, it's not a shot at Kobe. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's at Io's development. He's getting a lot of playing time right now, which I love, but it also does show on some nights to where like, okay, this is probably why you should be coming off the bench. This is definitely why we brought in someone like Lonzo. Um, because you know, we, we definitely need you to continue to develop. I can't wait to see this kid after year two, year three, he's going to be a fucking defensive juggernaut. He's going to have his own shot. He's going to be doing his own thing. And honestly, Come three years from now, if it came down to keeping Lonzo Ball or Ayo Desumu, I think it's going to be a conversation to be had. It's definitely going to be something to where we have to talk about, you know, who is this kid and, and, and what are we going to do with him? And, and that being Lonzo, like, where does Lonzo fit with this team? And if Ayo Desumu meets the expectations of where Bulls fans have him right now, I mean, shit, the this, this, this sky is the limit. But again, it's a long time from now. We're going to have to see what happens. But... To be able to be that close with Memphis, that made me very confident. I was very happy with that loss um, just because it was kind of a, a moral victory in a sense of, okay, we didn't get our ass blown out because we were expecting to get blown out um, without a doubt. So, you know, next game comes up, you know, we play the Miami Heat. We're already 0-3 against them on the year or uh, not 0-3, 0-2, I, mean, I believe. Now we're 0-3. We lose 99-112, to got blown out. MVP candidate, top 10 candidate of the year so far, Jimmy Butler doing his fucking thing. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists in 29 minutes. P.J. Tucker had 4 points, 3 assists, and 4 rebounds. You had Bam Adebayo had 15, 5, and 7. Vincent had 20 points. He's always cooking the Bulls. I have no idea why. 3 assists and 2 rebounds. You had 
Duncan Robinson with 9, 2, and 3. Tyler Hero with 25 and 6. And then the rest of the company put in work. Struss had 13. You know, uh, Martin had 9. Like, it was just an overall... Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, everybody does amazing things throughout that organization. They are a tough team. And honestly, I said it from the jump. I understand, you know, Ben Simmons is coming back soon. Kevin Durant just got cleared. You know, Kyrie Irving might become full-time. I understand James Harden, Maxi, and, and Embiid are doing their thing, you know, with Doc Rivers. And I understand the Bulls are good as well. You know, obviously, there's a bunch of other teams that we could name, but that, that's just the reality of the situation right now. Those are the big steppers. In the East, um, obviously, you know, Darius Garland, Jared Allen and company are doing their thing. Um, but the Miami Heat, to me, are still a team to totally watch. They've been to the finals before in the bubble in 2020. They understand what it takes to get to the finals. You know, they've been there. They're a little bit older now. They're a little bit more experienced. They brought in a couple big steppers. You have Kyle Lowry, who didn't even play this game. Um, and, and then you have, you know, obviously bringing in P.J. Tucker, who just won an NBA championship with the Bucks last year. You know, I and obviously you have the Bucks as well. I'm sorry, I, I completely ignored that. Um, but you know, you, you, I don't know. They, they, it was just completely disrespectful, and I truly apologize for it. But you know, you have the quote unquote big three. You know, True Holiday was looking like a fucking bucket against the Bulls. He was looking like a bucket against Brooklyn. You know, in the playoffs last year and, and against Phoenix. So you know, you have Giannis. You have all all these other cats. You know, Middleton. It, it's just a plethora of, of players and, and proven champions. And, and that's that's going to be an issue. It's definitely going to be an issue. Um, but Miami's legit, man. They, they, they're, fighter, they're fighters. They're goons. They really put in work. Um, the Bulls on this stat sheet, DeMar DeRozan, the streak has officially ended. He had 18 points, three assists, and seven rebounds in 34 minutes. Green had four points and three rebounds. Vucevic had 14, two, and seven. Ayo Desumu had 18, five, and four. That's what I'm talking about. There's nights Ayo goes off for 18, and there's nights he has zero. Like, it's just, that's just the reality of the situation. You know, you have Zach Levine, 22, four, and four. Kobe White had nine. Jones had, uh, Jones Jr. had two, one, and three. Tristan Thompson only had two points and one board. Don't know what he was doing the entire game. Um, and this is where it starts. But, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard loss. It's an understandable loss because we knew going into it that that's what that was probably going to look like. That's probably what was going to happen. Um, I thought without Kyle Lowry playing, there was, a, there was a shooter's chance that we could pull that one out of our ass. Um, but again, I completely understand, you know, losing to this team. They're a very well-coached team, very well-balanced. I'm really excited to see, you know, what their future actually holds and, and how good they're going to actually be going down the stretch because I think they honestly could make the NBA Finals if everything goes right for them. Um, but next up, you know, we play the Atlanta Hawks again. This time we get pieced 130 to 124. Trey Young comes back and he has a vengeance. He had 39 points, 13 assists, and three rebounds. You had Clint Capella had a double double as well, along with Trey Young, who had 12, 3, and 11. You have Gallinari had 11. Hunter had uh, 18. Um, Bogdanovich had 20. Huettner had 17. It was just a great game all around. DeMar DeRozan had 22, 8, and 7. Green had 8. 20, uh, Nikola Vucevic had 21, 5, and 11. Ayo Desumu had 15, 4, and 0. Zach Levine had 22, 7, and 3. Kobe White had 15 points. Tristan Thompson had 8, 1, and 5. And then Brown had 9. Jones Jr. had 4. I mean, it, it is just they outplayed us. That, that's the reality of the situation. Those are one of those games that you should win. You know, the, the, the Atlanta Hawks are nowhere near the Eastern Conference Finals playing Atlanta Hawks that they were last year. 
Trey Young is not the guy that he was. He's having an MVP type season, sure. Um, but you know, a big part of that is not is not replicating to wins. Right now they are 30 and 32. They are not any better than us. You know what I mean? We are 39 and 24. We are about to hit 40 wins. And it is not coming last night. Last night, Grayson Allen K. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody in that United Center and in Chicago were Grayson Allen killers. We were looking for his head every time that man stepped on the court or touched the ball. We booed the absolute fuck out of him. We had Jones Jr. Sm- elbow the fuck out of this guy. It was amazing. Um, biggest biggest takeaway of the game, Tristan Thompson. Oh, a few takeaways. Here's my first one. Tristan Thompson goes out there before the game. And, and he makes a comment the night before about what happened to Alex Russo. And if you don't remember, because I always remind all of you what happened, Grayson Allen purposely injures Alex Caruso. He's been out for over a month and a half. I mean, it, it, it's been awful. It's been awful. And, and, we're, and he has to own that. He got suspended a game for the flagrant. Um, you know, it, it's definitely something to where... It's 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 not it's not you know a shock you know we know who Grayson is we know Grayson is about this this is exactly who Grayson Allen is and, and why Grayson Allen is the way he is it, it's just the reality of the situation you know what I mean like we can't have this happen in the league and, and it and it happened and no one gave a shit no one gave a shit uh, but it is what it is we moved on Grayson Allen gets fucking tormented. By Chicago, Jones Jr. gets that little dig in. Tristan Thompson makes a comment saying that he's gonna hurt Grayson Allen. He didn't fucking do nothing. If anything, I saw him slap him in the ass in like the third, fourth quarter, and I was just like, "Dude, you just do all that talking like for what, dude? Like it makes no fucking sense in the world." I'm watching Tristan Thompson miss a shit ton of fucking free throws in fucking practices and warmups before the game started, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna speak volumes to how well." The night goes, but the Bulls lose this game 112 to 118. Uh, intentional fouls towards the end of the game, so really it was like a three point, four point game. Um, but yeah, it was it was a solid game all around. You know, the Bulls had a lead for quite some time going into the fourth quarter. Um, they really came back and they were really putting up numbers. But Giannis Antetokounmpo goes off 34 points, five assists, and 16 rebounds in 39 minutes. Chris Middleton at 22, 7, and 6. Bobby Portis, the former Chicago Bull, 12, 0, and 7, and 31. And True Holiday went fucking off with 26 points, 5 assists, and 8 rebounds in 38 minutes. Uh, Grayson Allen, a whopping 7 fucking points. Fuck Grayson Allen. Uh, Matthews has 7 points. Carter has 8. Nora has 2. Uh, Ibaka has zeros across the board, except for 2 rebounds. Um... And then the rest is just pretty much zeros across the board. The Chicago Bulls, however, DeMar DeRozan, 29 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. Nikola Vucevic, what the fuck? 19 points, 2 assists, 9 rebounds. Great. Tristan Thompson, 4 points, 1 assist, 3 rebounds. What the fuck? Uh, Zach Levine, 30 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds with... An amazing dunk. Flight 8 took off. A couple great threes from Zach Lavini at a great game. Ayo Desumu, 8.7 assists and 5 rebounds. Javante Green, 9-1 and 3. Kobe White, 3-2 and 4. Derek Jones Jr., 5 points, 1 assist, and 4 rebounds. But the MVP of the game. This man elbowed Grayson Allen in the fucking skull. <laughs> he posterized. Giannis onto the Kumpo, and then had a steal and made the basket 
to get the dunk and to take the lead for the Chicago Bulls. What a game for Derrick Jones Jr. Only five points, but that does not express how much this man did throughout this game. And then Brown had five, zero, and one. But overall, it was a pretty solid game from Chicago. And again, to play the former champs, or the, the defending champs, pardon me, and to have, you know, a total of, of only six points between the two, it, it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid game, especially two starters out, your best bench player out. I mean, that, that's just a reality situation. And the two guys, that, uh, you know, between the three of Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, and Lonzo Ball, two of those guys run both of the offenses. Alex Caruso runs the bench unit, and Lonzo Ball runs the starting offense. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the situation. They're also two of the top five scorers on this team. I would say it's DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball. And then, shit, I guess you could say Nikola Vucevic, but I again, I wouldn't. I would say Io or Kobe before I would say fucking Vooch. That's just me being real. I mean, I and, and say what you want. I'm not trying to hate on Vooch, but I'm trying to hate on Vooch. Vooch needs to be better. Here's what I'm trying to say. This is the only thing where all the Vooch fans get upset with me, but I've never once lied. I think Vooch is great. I think he's good for what he does. But Vooch is overrated in a sense of why we brought him in. When we got Vooch, he was all-star Nikola Vucevic. You know what I mean? He was doing his thing. And, and I love Vooch. But when you come out of Orlando, the problem with that... Look at Wendell Carter Jr. right now. Wendell Carter Jr. looks phenomenal. And there's a reason for that, though. There's a reason for that is because you're in Orlando. There's nothing going on. He's averaging 14, 10, and 2. On 51.7% field goal percentage. Like, that's that's the reality of the situation. Playing 30 minutes, pretty much. I mean, he went from, you know, 10 points with the Bulls to 14. He went from 7 rebounds with the Bulls to 10.5. Like, that's that's the reality of being stuck there. That's and, and that's why I'm going so slow with my words here is because I'm not taking any credit away from Vucevic. But when you get as many opportunities and playing time as you do as the number one option, that's what fucking happens. So Nikola Vucevic, when you look at him, you know, as a whole with, with the Orlando Magic, you know, really his only other competition for the ball was Aaron Gordon, and that really wasn't Aaron's style to be ball dominant. Um, you know, let, let's, let's do a rundown. You know, 2020 with Orlando, 24, 3, and 11. Pretty much 24, 4, and 12 if you round it up. Um, but then you go into Chicago. You know, 2020 comes along. He's doing 21, 3. Four and twelve. Let's say that it's pretty solid. Pretty solid numbers, and it's it's only Zach Levine. So th- there's really it, it, there's really nobody else there doing anything. Kobe White wasn't being Kobe White. He was being inconsistent. So it was strictly Zach and 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 Vooch, and, and it was beautiful. Then you bring in Lonzo. Then you bring in Demar. Then you bring in Caruso. Then you bring in a bunch of other cats. You know what I mean? Patrick Williams is still thriving. I assume who's doing his thing. A bunch of other individuals need the ball. Javante Green, Jones, Derrick. All these, uh, Troy Brown, the list goes on. Trish and Thompson, you bring in all these guys, and now there seems to be a problem where you have 17, 3, and 11. Now the rebounds are still there, but man, like you're just getting out rebounded like a motherfucker, man, and, and you're not playing as aggressive. And I think, you know, you're 31 years old, and that's definitely something you're feeling. I'm not trying to shit on Vooch, I'm just saying. You know, Steven Adams giving you boards, you know, fucking Bobby Portis, Serge Ibaka, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's not even a fucking center, are fucking outboarding you. That's that's bad, bro. 16 to 9? 
that's that's bad. Like we're we're not we're not even gonna get into that. But it's definitely something to where I think you know Vooch is gonna be fine going down the stretch. Once Lonzo gets back, once all these other cats get back, I think you know he's gonna have a lot less pressure on him. I just don't think I could trust Vooch late in games. He missed a wide open three. He's missing opportunities. He's missing boards. He's missing rebounds. He's getting boxed out. Like it's just something to me, to where you know I look at it as. What are we going to do if it comes down to, you know, a jump ball in, in the NBA finals with two seconds left and we're down by one and it's fucking Vooch versus Bobby Portis? Like, that's in the Eastern Conference finals. You get what I'm trying to say. Or or DeAndre Ayton versus Nikola Vucevic. That's that's something we're going to have to discuss. That's something we're going to have to discuss. Even if it was JaVale McGee. Even if it was JaVel McGee versus Nikola Vucevic, I'd be like, you know what? I, I'll give it to JaVel just because he's bigger. Like, that's, that's the reality. So, I mean, you know, moving forward, I don't know what's going to happen with this Bulls team. Currently sitting in the fourth seed, you know, it's, it, it's tough, man. It really is. The standings right now are the Miami Heat 42 and 22. The Philadelphia 76ers, 39 and 23. The Milwaukee Bucks at 39 and 25. The Bulls at 39 and 25. The Celtics are 38 and 27. The Cavs are 36 and 27. The Raptors are 34 and 29. The Brooklyn Nets are 32 and 32. The Atlanta Hawks are 31 and 32. And the Hornets for the final play in spot are 31 and 33. It's really unfortunate. It's really sad. Um, but it, it, it is what it is. You know, we're dropping for the wrong reason. And, and I definitely do think that at the end of the day this team's going to be a hell of a lot better than we expect them to be i'm anticipating big things from this team and at the end of the day you know we we just got to count our blessings that these guys are even going to have an opportunity to come back because when we're really looking at it from that perspective you know these guys if they were out the rest of the year we're looking at some dog shit bro like we're looking we're looking at something that i don't think we could recover from i truly do believe at the end of the day we're going to be okay. That's truly how I feel. I'm, I'm saying it right now, and I'm, I'm expressing how I feel. We are going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. We just truly need to wait for these cats to come out. Now, back to what we were talking about early. Game on Bar and Grill, 1252 March Madness tip-off Thursday, March 17th at 10 a.m. Central Time, live with David Schuster and Fat Mike. Friday, March 18th at 10 a.m. Central, live with Fred Hubner and Fat Mike at 15301 South Bell Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. Definitely pop out, definitely be there. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get it off. Um, it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be one of the dopest things that 1252 does in a while. I'm going to be there as well. I'm going to be live with Fred, um, you know, with Dave and, and, and Mike, obviously, and, and they're going to have me in whenever they feel like, um, or whenever it's relevant, you know what I mean? But it, it's definitely something to where I'm looking at it right now from this perspective that I think truly that this was going to be one of the dopest events 1252 holds, at least before the summer kicks off. I think we're going to be doing amazing things, and I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be sponsoring my two sponsors of the day at 1252's event, 
It's going to be awesome. Bench Mob Chicago again. If you don't know Bench Mob Chicago, Bench Mob Chicago is the best Chicago Bulls fan page that you can ever find. They do things like Bench Mobber of the Night, where they pick the best player off the Bulls bench that night and they talk about it. If you remember Bench Mob back in the early 2010s with, you know, Taj Gibson and company and everybody else doing their thing, now it's being brought back. Shy Slamma Jamma merch. You can find their merch online. You can find me posting up, getting all my merch. Shout out to my guy at Benchmob Chicago. Always sending me amazing care packages. He does amazing things, amazing products. I love every bit of it. They do amazing shit there. You can find everything from, you know, like I said, bench mobber of the night to box scores, you know, season stats, you know, MVP races, the list goes on and on. They keep you up to date on everything Chicago Bulls. You can go on benchmob.com right now to find stuff like that, find their merch. They make dope beanies, dope hats, dope hoodies, shirts, so, wristbands, so on and so forth. Even Javante Green got on the horse and he's rocking with bench mob merch. He wears everything before every game. I love everything about it as well. I'm repping it for sure. Again, check out Bench Mob Chicago. Also, our newly added sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. I am super excited about it. Pardon me for my words being so slow today. Um, but baseballism. Baseballism is something that I've been wearing since I was probably about 14 to 15 years old. And the fact that I got the opportunity to be able to be in the meeting with their CEOs and their creators and, and great minds it was nothing but a blessing. And I have partnered with Baseballism and we're going to be doing amazing things this summer with the Chicago Cubs and Chicago baseball as a whole and baseball as a whole. Hopefully we'll be you know, doing a lot of events that you guys don't even know is going on right now. I'm super stoked about it and I'll keep that, keep that on, the, on the low right now. I'm not going to say anything, but we have a lot planned with Baseballism. So definitely check out Baseballism.com. Get your merch. You know, we're going to have our promo code coming active just in a few days. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Love everything that Baseballism does. They are amazing. Um, and I will continue repping them. You know, I've, I've been wearing their stuff since I was a kid, man. And it's, it's just a true blessing to be able to work with the creators that you truly believe in and creators that you feel like puts their best effort forward to be able to make the best content that they can. Um, and Baseballism is that. You can find Fields of Dreams stuff. You can find Ken Griffey Jr. shirts and hats, the dopest hats I've ever seen, Roberto Clemente merch. MLB associated merch. It's just the dopest stuff. You know, you can find Sandlot stuff. It's just, they do everything right. Major League, the movie, they do it all right. And, and I love every minute of it. So again, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Check me out tonight live at 1252 Sports Entertainment, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, however you find us on streaming platforms, definitely check us out. Mike on the Mic will have a special episode airing covering everything Chicago Bulls, baseball, lockout, and more. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Again, this is Mike Huster, Mike on the mic. Peace.